0: Start writing this down uh, <laughs> where I finish, but <clears throat> we've been uh checking out chapter Two and talking about um the salvation of Jews and gentiles both and and uh then we got into that, and one through ten was what we were and and what we uh need to be and what God wants us to be, and now. Uh, verses eleven on through the rest of the chapter has been our unity that we have in Christ. and so that's where we've been and and we uh, had looked at at um, the uh, <clears throat> the peace that uh, God brings in in one's life, bringing the Jews and the Gentiles together through Jesus christ and and so uh, verse eighteen, for through him, or on account of him, on account of of Christ, that we know we both have access or approach by one spirit unto the Father. And so through Christ now, we can uh, have that approach to the Father. And then we get to verse 19, where I wanted to start, and we see a believer's citizenship in the rest of this uh, chapter. And uh, this world isn't our home, and this is... uh, reminding us of that and showing us that while we're here, there's a purpose while we are here. And uh, we'll see that in these verses uh, 19 through 22. So now, therefore, so once you trust Christ as your Savior, you are now uh, uh, a part of the family of God, as it says. And you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And so it refers back, so now therefore, referring back to what he said in uh, this chapter, and, and seems to include all of chapter 2, and, and you're no more strangers and foreigners. He's emphatic about this, and as a matter of fact, making the statement that you, you will never, ever be a stranger or a foreigner ever again and so in the eyes of God once you are in the family of God you'll never be out of the family of God I, the, the, uh, the eternal security that God talks about is taught all throughout scripture and uh, in, in passages like this the, em, the em emphasis of knowing that you are no longer a foreigner and no longer a stranger but you are now a part of the of the household of God, and your fellow citizens with the, with the saints, and um, so the, the same family as all the other believers. In Philippians chapter 3 and, and uh, verse 20 and 21, it says, for our conversation, our way of life, the, the, all, all of who we are, our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it be fat may be fashioned like unto His glorious body, according to the working whereby He is able even to subdue all things unto Himself. And uh, so, here, knowing that that uh, our citizenship now is in heaven, and and that ought to be great comfort in knowing the crazy things that are going on in our world and uh, in our country, and I, I don't know if you saw that uh, the Floridians needed to prepare for the hurricane by getting your vaccination <laughs> the, the, the the craziness of, uh, of of that that's going to bring us safety and security I mean that that's the best that 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 people have to offer that and really it is i mean that that's the best that the world has to offer but we, we need to understand that that uh, we have, we have a prom, the, the promises of God that tells us that this is not your home. Our home is in heaven, and, and so let's live that way and, and, and remember that you will never, ever be a stranger or a foreigner to God. And so we are, uh, we are fellow citizens, as it, as, as it goes on, we're fellow citizens with the saints, and and then, not only that, but also of the household of God, the the very household of faith, the the family of God. In in uh, Galatians chapter six, it tells us in verse ten, it says, "As we uh, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith." We we have a responsibility in. In, in telling the world about Jesus and we have a responsibility in how we live in front of the world but we have even more responsibility in how we treat one another in the family of God we, we need to show some respect with one another and we need to treat people kindly and and considerately and and uh, there there is something privileged about being a part of the family of God and and we need to realize that and and we need to treat it that way and that that is what he's telling us that that we are a part of the household of God and then we looked at this verse on Sunday morning but we'll look at it again verse 20 and it tells us that this household of God that and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets now we We've already looked at this, I don't know how far in depth we need to go for those of you who skip church uh sunday joe you know and and chad we'll we'll catch you up and so <laughs> that's mean, isn't it uh so you guys are a visiting family, and that's a good thing you know, but uh anyway we uh here we'll just quickly we'll get you caught up all right so and are built. That that's a that's a, it's an heiress passive tense. Okay, it means it's a one time act, act action that has taken place and and it's been taken place by someone and uh, a passive tense. And so they are built. And so we have been built. And our faith has been built. The faith, the the entire body of doctrine has been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And so we, we know that the Old Testament prophets were part of that foundation. We know that some of the New Testament prophets were part of that foundation. And then the teaching of the, uh, of the apostles. And, and we know, we go back to Acts chapter 1, verse 22, we know that to be an apostle, that you needed to be an eyewitness from the baptism of John the Baptist all the way up through uh, 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 his resurrection, Jesus' resurrection. And so that's why there are no apostles today. There's no need for prophets today. We have the entire word of God in front of us today. We have plenty here to know and to read and to try and understand and and live according to. We do not need extra revelation given to us now when we have everything that God wants for us right here. And let's not be so can, you know, the uh, listening to those that want to give a new word. Let's just live according to the old word. We have enough struggle with that, don't we? And so, but here, that was the foundation, and then we know who's the chief cornerstone. Jesus, right? He's the chief cornerstone of all of this, and and so he st- we start with him, and and then from there we go out with the teachings of the apostles and the teaching of the prophets, and then now we know that well, we're built upon the teachings of the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers, what we see later on here in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. And so, here, knowing that we have been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Look at uh, one one verse over in, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6, and it says, "...wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture..." Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Isn't it great to know that Jesus will always keep us in peace and keep us from confusion and can keep us from self-doubt and keep us from insecurities and, and really can give us a boldness and a confidence in our faith and knowing that he has things taken care of and that it's going to be okay. And so the household of God is then built by God. In Acts 20, verse 32, it says, And now, brethren, I command you to God, to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. And, and so this is for all of us. Colossians chapter 2, verse 7 Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. And, and so the, the promises that he gives us. He also said over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and, and I, I don't want to read all of this, but you can mark it down in your Bibles, go back and look at it. Start with verse 10, 1 Corinthians 3.10, and go all the way through the rest of the chapter through verse 23, and there you will also see that. And it's that foundation that's been taught by the apostles and prophets, and 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 uh, Jesus Christ being that uh, chief cornerstone, and how precious he truly is. And then he goes further, and in whom, in verse twenty-one, referring to Jesus, and so in Jesus, all the building, all the the family of God, the household of God, that that entire building is fitly framed together, and so joined together. It fits. It's built solid, and all the pieces match. And that's the amazing thing that we see. And look, the household of God, the kingdom of God, whatever you want to call the family of God, is represented today through the local churches all over the world. And that is how God functions today, and so He wants you to, as believers, then you find that that when you come into the local church, that you are fitly framed for that household of faith. That God has given you certain abilities, and 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 uh, He's equipped you differently than everyone else. And you find that, and sometimes it takes a while to find your place and. Uh, find the, the niche but you need to continue to look and and we all need to continue to uh, welcome others in and, and bring them in and help them to fit into the place where they need to fit and, and be a part of that household of faith and, and you, you find I find as a pastor that that it, it's easy to lose those that, that come in and, and never find a place and we need to work on that. I need to do better at that. We all need to do better at that. At looking at those and meeting new people and reaching out to the visitors that come and reach out to the new ones that are that are here and talk to them and get to know them and and help them to find a place in in, in the body. Help them to find their place and how they can serve and the things that they can do and 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 uh, uh, help them to get into that place and, and you find that that God has equipped them differently to, to fitly frame us all together. And, and then it says that in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. The word grow means to increase. I think it means two ideas. It means to increase in our maturity and in our faith and and, and to understand more of the Word of God, and understand more of who Jesus is, but I also believe that the household of faith needs to continue to grow in number. I think, I know, I know this, that, and, and I preached on this before, that that sometimes we can get very small-minded, and we need to be careful of being small-minded with God, and and we we almost and I've seen it happen over and over and I've seen churches where where they they, they walk such a narrow way that uh, unless you're walking in that very very narrow path that they have dictated to themselves you're really not welcome. Well, how in the world do you ever get everybody to get to where you are uh, overnight? I I don't I I just can't understand that I don't I. In, in Acts, we see that that church in Jerusalem overnight had 3,000 people added to them. As a pastor, I've told you that many times. The first thing I think is, what a headache. Uh, I mean, you talk about baggage. Uh, think about those that got saved. Think about all the baggage that they had. And all of a sudden, here they are. And, and, they, and they, they get saved. They get baptized. They join the church. And, they're, you, you know, and, and you're having to start them out, teach them how to pray teaching them how to some teaching them how to to read how to understand the word of god I, I mean how how to be the kind of husband how to how to just walk with god i mean it's it's all there and how we need to be doing that and 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 help each other and and that's one of those things that i do believe our church needs to work on we need to work on getting everybody integrated into the family and 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 being you know find their place because when Your eyes affect your heart, and when you start getting to know each other, it's just a little bit harder to just be offended to the point where you just walk away. You really do love each other, and you become the family that God truly wants us to be. I mean, God wanted them to be that because they were going to go through some very hard times, and many of them did. Many of them lost their lives, lost their families, lost everything that they had, and the one thing that they had was their relationship with their Savior and the relationship that they had with their church. And oh, how we need that. And let us make sure that, that we're fitly framed together, groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. And then there's the balance. There, there's the, the, what, what we as mature believers need to do is understand that it needs to develop into a holy temple. That household of God doesn't stay carnal and worldly and just attracting numbers. You, wanna, you, you want to see the numbers grow through their faith in Christ, but then you want to see it become a holy, sanctified, set-apart temple of God. That's when they grow. That's when they become more of like Christ and walking the way that they ought to, getting rid of the worldly things that are, that are in their lives because we're doing the same thing. But there's this constant growth that needs to be taking place uh, in our lives. And then verse 22, in whom? In Jesus Christ, again, ye, uh, plural, talking about the Ephesians at the time, but uh, plural, talking about all of us today also, are builded together for a habitation of God. Each believer is being built up by God and fits in a certain place of the structure. And and it's a special union each believer has with the Lord. And, and the thing about this is he had talked about how we are a stranger and a foreigner in this world. Well, here it tells us that we are building a habitation. This is the place to live. This is the place that we belong. This is where a, a permanent dwelling place. It's very uh, the, the very difference of a stranger and a foreigner and so it, it's reminding us that this world is not our home and so we live here and we are a part of that building of god that household of faith and and we live here but our habitation our dwelling place we're we're seeing that that's going to come to us when we get to heaven and it says together for a habitation of god through the spirit John 14, Jesus, and I'll end with this, verses 16 and 17, said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. We're different. We are. We we can't help it. God made us different when we called on Christ to be our Savior. Our motives are different. Our lifestyle is different. Our thoughts are different. Our ways are different because our home isn't here. Nothing here needs to hold us back. Let us live for him, and let's just see the wonderful privilege it is to be a child of God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for Ephesians chapter 2 and the reminder for all of us what we want what we were, but no longer now we are a we are a part of the family of God, the habitation of God, the household of God, and Lord, we thank you. thank you for the privilege it is that we can call you our Father. I pray you encourage us and lead us home safely tonight and then bless them the rest of this evening and throughout the rest of the week, use us lord to to be able to reach out to others that that we come in contact with and guide and bless us in our endeavors. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys.